I feel like we need to talk about your wedding cake. <laughs> yes. I went through this phase where I just wanted to make gory cakes. I got married around Halloween too in a movie theater. So what I did was I was like, let's put us in the movie as if uh, we had our heads chopped off. <laughs> so it was uh, my severed head and his severed head. And uh, so romantic. Uh, yes. And it did say till death do us part. So. <laughs> podcast for introverts, extroverts, and everyone in between. I'm your host, Chelsea Heaney, and my guest today is a celebrity chef and cake artist who creates insanely hyper-realistic and completely edible cakes. And when I say realistic, I mean that you'll go to grab a hairbrush and realize that down to the hair, it is a cake. Please welcome to the show, the uber-talented Natalie Sidesurf. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I am obsessed with like scrolling through your Instagram and looking at these cakes because like I think I was watching one of your YouTube videos the other day and I scrolled down to the comments and one of the comments was like, even after watching her make the cake, I still am surprised it's a cake when she cuts into it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's funny how people get like into these holes. They're like, especially with my Instagram because my Instagram is mostly like just the cake cutting. Mm -hmm. So you'll just get into like watching the whole thing, like cake after cake after cake. And people will tell me that it's too funny. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. So when did you start getting into baking and cake decorating? Well, um, I have a fine art degree from Ohio State. So I took that fine art degree. And after I graduated, a friend of mine asked me to make a cake for a friend's birthday. And uh, I actually surprisingly wasn't familiar with like a lot of the cake shows because I was just in, I was in college, I was just doing other things. And uh, my friend really liked the cake show. So she's like, hey, they have these shows where they make sculptures out of cake. Can you give it a try? And I did. And I immediately was like, well, by the way, this was about 2009. So this was a little while ago. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was like, I, I gave it a try and I was like, this is so cool. Like, I felt like there was like so much more that could be done with cake that hadn't quite been done at the time. So I was just like, I fell in love with it. And then uh, really from there, it was just me like diving in. Yeah. So did you um, start off doing like, you know, you see a lot of the beautiful and aesthetic cakes or was it right into the realistic? You know, um, I worked in a bakery and at the time, like sculpted cakes, were a little different. It was a little bit more cartoony. It was mm -hmm. more like you're kind of making little fondant figures that look really sweet, but they're yeah. placed on the cakes. Um, but I was like, like one of the cakes, one of my very first cakes that I made that had little 3D figurines. Um, I actually worked at a little bakery to start. And that's how I learned how to, you know, the basics, because I had no idea how to use any of these materials or even <laughs> what they were. So I worked at a bakery and I, I told, you know, my boss, I was like, I really want to do this. I'm so excited. I can't wait. And uh, one of the first cakes that I did was this little circus theme cake, and it had a, a little monkey and a little clown. And instead of just doing, like, maybe what I had seen already done, like making a cute little monkey, I tried to make it look really realistic. Mm. And I remember I, I I did a pretty decent job, and my uh, 
my boss was like, oh, wow. She's like, this is cool. Like, she's like, this is great. And I was like, okay, cool. So then every time she got a new order and she was like, somebody wants a sculpted cake, she would give it to me. And just, I just kept trying and experimenting and experimenting. And I've been doing that ever since. <laughs> That's really cool. Do you remember what the first, like, obviously, you know, the little monkey was, was a little figure, but do you remember the first, like, full realistic cake that you made and you went, yeah, that looks super realistic. Yes, definitely. So um, the first one that I made, my first sculpted cake actually, was of a hippo. And it was just like the head popping out of the water. Oh, I love and the that. Reason, the reason I made it was because I was like, I, found, I discovered what piping gel was, which is basically just like edible shiny stuff. <laughs> a lot of times piping gel will be like um, preserves fruit. So when a fruit is on a cake in a, in a grocery store and it has like almost like a gel on it, it's yep. like that. Um, so I was like, I want to make that the water. And then I came up with the hippo idea. I'm like the hippo popping his head out. And yeah, it was just like, I did, I uh, used an airbrush for the first time and I was like layering color and it really did end up looking realistic, especially for my first try. And so that was my, like one of the very, very first cakes. I think the first sculpted cake that I made. That's really cool. I, um, I used to work, um, at a like swimming pool and I did the like pool parties and sometimes the parents would bring in these insane cakes and there was one once that was um toothless the dragon from how to train your dragon I've and it had like, one of those yeah <laughs> and it had like a full like volcano with jelly and stuff coming down it was awesome and half the time when the cakes weren't finished they would just say to the staff like do you want this for the rest of the staff at the pool um oh, and yeah. so I remember taking that one into the staff room and it was sort of a rule that if there was food on the bench you could eat it I remember going in and one of the live lifeguards was standing there just shoveling pieces of cake into his mouth <laughs> with this weird look on his face and he just looks at me as he continues to shovel cake in his mouth like I don't even like cake but <laughs> <laughs> well you know what to be fair when you're eating a cake that's like that that's like really elaborate it's mm. like an experience you know like you want to eat it because you're like what is this this isn't an apple this is a cake and you have to like get your hands on it, you know? So yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I hate cake. <laughs> I hate cake. Stuck, that memory is stuck with me for life. Um, that was something I was going to ask. Like, is it, obviously you've made the cake, so you're aware that it's a cake, but is it odd eating something that looks like a bunch of asparagus or something and then it's a cake? Like, does that mess with the brain a little? So um, some of them do mess with me. Most of the time I'm used to it, but like everybody else has completely mm -hmm. different experiences. So a lot of my cakes I end up giving to friends or family and things like that. And they're always, they always get a kick out of it. But I think that there's, there's something neat about the whole experience of it in that like it's, um, it looks a certain way. It looks like an object, but then when you get close to it, it smells like cake and sugar. That's and true. then you get to like cut it and eat it. So it's like all these senses, right? And you get to taste it. You get to literally use every sense. And then like the idea of the celebration, like sometimes you think like, oh, why would that person have that cake? And it's like, because you never know. Like I've made a brain cake for somebody who was um, recovering from a surgery, brain surgery, and they just wanted a brain cake. It was this idea that they were celebrating you know, a successful surgery. So it's like, you know, it's weird. You'd think, why would anybody ever want that? It's like, you never know. There's all these different reasons yeah. why people might want crazy cakes. I, <laughs> all these memories are coming back. Um, 
for my friend's 18th birthday, a friend of uh, me and another friend, Maddie, we decided to go in on a present for Fiona together. Um, and what we did was we baked her a cake with rainbow icing on the inside. And then, you know, those like um, edible photos you can get made. We yep. got that of the scene from it's either Anchorman or Anchorman 2 of them like riding the unicorn, but we put mine and Maddie's face on it. And so That's we rocked up at the time and we're like, <laughs> here is a cake with a picture of us riding unicorns. Happy birthday. That's so good. You know what? I definitely, it's funny that you say that because well before I started making cake, I had a friend do something very similar where she put a one of our friends faces on something ridiculous I can't remember specifically but you just reminded me of that and I totally completely forgot about that I just imagine <laughs> the people that we ordered the edible thing from being like what, what? exactly what is this? well sometimes I see like cake fails you know like the people posting cakes online that aren't aren't as successful as maybe they could be and sometimes I'm like I know that somebody went to a grocery store, they ordered that cake, and the person was like, okay, whatever you want. And it's like wild stuff. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, do you have a um, favorite cake that you've made? You know, I I have so many cakes that I love, but mm -hmm. I would say one of my favorites is probably um, I, I made a selfie cake. So a cake of myself. Yep. And I think that I really like that one because it was super challenging because mm. I was like, I'm like, I'm going to hold this thing up. I'm not just making a cake of somebody that you might recognize. Like you, everybody's going to compare me and the cake. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is a huge challenge in that sense. And um, I thought that also, uh, so throughout like our history, you know, you always have these portraits, people doing self portraits and it's because it's a really great way to kind of like study. Like, so I literally could look in the mirror you know, and see what my eye looks like and try to capture that shape in the cake. So if you think about that, I'm taking photos from every angle and it was like, there's no better subject matter than yourself when you're trying to learn. I'm always learning, by the way, I didn't make this that long ago, but I'm <laughs> always trying to learn something new. And I'm like, there's no better way than to actually have like the best reference photos you possibly can, yeah. like looking in a mirror or taking photos from every possible angle. So I just, I love that about that cake. I love that I was able to like really get extremely close to capturing like the proper proportions on my face. When I do celebrity cakes like that, it's a lot harder because it's like, I need to try to find, you know, they, they're different ages. So it's mm. like, am I making an older version of this actor or, uh, you know, like who knows what you're making? You're going to get different ages and different angles and everybody looks different. Another thing is when you take a, a, a you know, when you take a selfie mm. and your, your face is like a little bit different than when you take a photo far yeah. away. And there's that too. Like, it's really hard to capture like proportions when you don't have these, you know, when they're so, the, the camera just kind of makes the photos a little bit off. You can never mm. truly get like the proper photos. But when I did it of myself, it was a lot easier. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of your sort of bust cakes was um, featured on Conan as well. I can't remember who the actor was. Uh, yes. So I made a cake of um, Mike Ehrmantraut from Better Call, Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. And um, that one was cool. That was Jonathan Banks as the actor. But that one was really cool because 
like I made it for this like commercial spot. So AMC reached out to me and they're like, we want to do like kind of like fan art type stuff. Like, do you have mm-hmm. a, a character that you love? And I was like, I love him. So I got to pick who I was making. I just thought he was such a great character. Like he's such like a he's scary kind of yeah. but also nice. But uh, he's just a great actor. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make a cake of him. And uh, it's about Better Call Saul. And um, I did not know that not only was it on the commercial, you know, during um, it was the Walking Dead premiere of Mm -hmm. one of their seasons. So it was cool to see that because then everybody's calling me and being like, I saw you in a commercial. (laughs) But the coolest part was when he he was on Conan promoting it. And then out of nowhere, he's like, and I want to thank Natalie. You know, they showed the cake. I want to thank Natalie Sidesurf for making it. And I was just like, it was so unexpected and so nice. So yeah. I, I really appreciated him for that. He was re- he even reached out and said, you know, thanks and stuff. And it was really sweet. Oh, that's really nice. Cause a lot of celebrities wouldn't take the time to do that. So that's really cool. Um, yeah. 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 You talked as, uh, about how the, um, you know, selfie one and the bus ones are, are quite difficult. What is the hardest cake that you've had to do? Um, I would say it's gotta be anytime, anytime I'm doing self like, uh, like portrait mm-hmm. cakes. And that's just because when it comes to those and you're trying to make a cake look like a person, um, if you're just off a little bit, things get real weird. Like <laughs> it no longer looks human. If I like make the nose just a little off, it's like, Whoa. And you also <laughs> don't want to insult the person in case no. they see it. <laughs> so it's like, Oh, I want it to be real, but I also don't want to like insult them by accidentally making it look goofy. So those are, those are definitely like the most difficult. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, sort of selfie type ones. Um, I feel like we need to talk about your wedding cake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I haven't seen my wedding cake in so long. Thank you for bringing it up. So, <laughs> so I went through this phase in, in 2013 was when we got married mm-hmm. and my husband has grown up watching horror movies, like the B horror movies, those really gory kind of cheesy ones. And uh, I went through this phase where I just wanted to make gory cakes. Like I was like, all right, let's, let's put us in the movie. And uh, I got married around Halloween too, in a movie theater. So what I did was I was like, let's put us in the movie as if uh, we had our heads chopped off. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So romantic. Uh, yes <laughs> and it did say till death do us part so. <laughs> but yes so it was uh my severed head and his severed head and uh it was <laughs> it was cheesy and fun and it made lots of people fall in love and hate me <laughs> so, <laughs> which, you know which part of your face did you choose to eat first <laughs> We actually, when we cut it, we went for like sort of the back of the head and, and that's because we were doing, we wanted the people to see the yeah. cakes, like the faces, but then, uh, then we made our way around after the fact <laughs> and we held the knife like this, but, uh, <laughs> I think you've truly that, found your other half. <laughs> right? So that was the thing. Like, that's one of my favorite things about making crazy cakes is like, like you said, you mentioned the hairbrush, hmm. like the hairbrush, uh, I was like, okay. What the hairbrush was much more recent. That was the wedding was 2013, and this one was, you know, a few months ago. The hairbrush, and I was like, "What is something that you just would not want to eat?" I was like, "Hair, <laughs> of course. Nobody wants hair in their food." So I was like, "How can I like incorporate realistic looking hair into a cake?" 
And then I came up with the idea of like a hairbrush, which was, you know, it's not meant to be like, it's meant to be like goofy and light mm. and kind of funny. And I think that that's funny because some people get so mad. They're like, oh my God, why? <laughs> and then I also get other people being like, I absolutely hate and love this. And, and it's just this balance of like back and forth. Like I love when I get a reaction that's like both good and bad. Like, yeah. I think that makes it more interesting and fun. If everybody liked them, then I, I feel like it's not, just not as interesting. <laughs> it's so good. Like, strangely, my favorite, I think, is the bunch of asparagus. Like, mm -hmm. I think you've done some that are far more complicated, but I just can't get over how much it looks like asparagus. It's right? It's a cake. <laughs> it's so fun. Every time I make a cake, I'm like, how I have to make it, like, I try not to say perfect, but I'm always like obsess over it. And I try to make sure that my colors match as best I can. Uh, the proportions match as best as I can get them. And then the size is actually proper, like mm. a, the actual size of these objects. So, um, yeah, I love it. I think it's really fun. It's kind of like still life, still life paintings, yeah. right? Every, I feel like everybody in art class 101, you know, has done uh, either a still life drawing or a still life painting where, uh, you know, your teacher would put like a bunch of objects in the middle of the room. You all stand around it and start drawing. It's like it's like a very traditional, you know, way of making art. So mm. I was like, this is just the cake version of that. <laughs> and what is you say it that way? It doesn't sound so crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I imagine you just turning up to art class with a slab of cake. Um, like, right. Okay, let's get. You know what? If I could go back in time, I would have used cake in my art classes, but I just didn't think of it until after I graduated. It would have been so fun. Everyone would have loved me. <laughs> Everybody would get cake every Everyone week. It would, would have been cake. awesome. <laughs> so good. Um, so what types of tools and techniques do you use um, to make them realistic? So one of the things that I think people are almost, they're almost always surprised by is that I actually don't use fondant. I know that most people are very familiar with fondant because fondant became really popular probably like 15 years ago with like all the crazy cake TV shows. But I have always, even when I first started about 10 years ago, I've always used uh, modeling chocolate to cover the outside of my cakes. Mm -hmm. So modeling chocolate is more like edible clay. So when you have fondant, what you do is you uh, carve a cake into a shape, then you take a, a layer of fondant, you drape it over top, and you kind of work it into the shape where modeling chocolate, you still drape it over top, but what you can do is you can like put pieces on and they blend in. Mm -hmm. Fondant just doesn't blend nearly as well. Um, and of course, modeling chocolate's nice because it tastes like whatever chocolate you use in the recipe. And yeah. I know people sometimes, fondant's a pretty sweet. And so a lot of people are like, that's a really sweet stuff. And they're just like not as into it, but modeling chocolate, it's like if you like a certain kind of chocolate, then it's gonna taste like that. So yeah. I, I just, I think that the flavor's nice and it really allows me to come up with some really, really like that, that outside shell can get really realistic. Yeah. I also really appreciate that um, like most of your cakes are cake, like to come back to the hairbrush example again, even your handle had cake in it. Whereas I feel like a lot of people um, would make that entirely out of fondant or modeling chocolate, which just eating a whole chunk of that isn't nice. So I appreciate right, right. that you put cake everywhere that you can. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly what I do. I always think like 
especially when I'm working in a small scale like that, like I'm like, this is the cake. So wherever I can fit it, I fit the cake in mm. as, as long as it's like within like an inch, you know, I could probably fit some <laughs> cake in there. Now where I did it was with the brush bristles. And it's funny cause it's like, sometimes people are like, make, um, make like a glass. And I'm like, but there's no, there's nothing there's to nothing put in cake there, yeah. in. <laughs> I'm like, it could be all sugar. Or it could be gel, like gelatin or like a gummy glass, but it'll never be cake because there's just really no bulk. So mm. really when I make a cake, it's like anywhere that has a little bulk to it, that's where cake would, would go. Yeah, that's really cool. What are some of the hardest things to make realistic? Um, for example, you've made some Ziploc bags and things like that. Yes, um, the Ziploc bag was definitely difficult. Um, I think it really... It depends on the texture. I feel like texture is probably one of my favorite things to capture because it's like you kind of really appreciate texture. Like sometimes I use molds, which is really helpful. And sometimes I do it all by hand and I have all these different ways of doing it. Like you'd be surprised like when I'm making leather, for example, uh, what I do for leather is I just ball up foil until it's like a really crushed, I open it and close it open. And then eventually it has this nice fine texture and it looks a lot like leather. But like when it came to like a cauliflower cake I made, um, I actually literally used a real cauliflower and then I took <laughs> molding putty, I placed it on and then I captured that texture because the texture of cauliflower is so cool. Like mm. you wouldn't th really think about it, but if you look up close, it's this awesome spiral of like all this really, really pretty texture. And so I think that's when it like, trying to decide like how to create that texture and making sure that you're getting as detailed as possible. And there's just this really interesting thing about all of that. Like, I think it's difficult, but it's really, really fun. Yeah. Oh, do and you painting. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, do you, do you tend to go, I want to make this cake. What techniques can I use for that? Or I want to use this cool technique. What can I use? Like what cake can I make to use that? I'm so glad you asked that because <laughs> I always like I a lot of the time I cut I have the material and the technique and then I find a way to use it. Mm. So like for example, one of my favorite examples of that is I made an onion. So what I did was uh, I realized that wafer paper, um, which is like rice paper, it's, and what you can do is you can wet it with just water, place it over something, um, and it'll dry into that shape. So what I did was I wet the wafer paper, I put it onto an onion and then I peeled it away. And since it's, it's almost like paper, yeah. it like created that awesome onion skin. And it was like, I definitely had the idea first and then the onion came later. Um, it does go the other way sometimes, but for, for some of my like most, in my opinion, my most successful cakes, it's I come up with an object to fit the technique. So yeah, I've done cool. that also with, um, uh, like plastic wrap, like I do edible plastic. So I'm like, what's plastic? So I'm like a sandwich, <laughs> a this, a Ziploc bag. So now I'm going yeah. through all these like plastic things that I can make. A salmon fillet in a Ziploc bag. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Why not? It's so why random. <laughs> totally, so random. <laughs> um, so you, you clearly have a lot of artistic talent. You mentioned you, you went to fine art, you studied fine art at college as well. Um, do you have other hobbies outside? Like, do you paint and do sculpt and stuff outside of the cake making as well? So I definitely started there. 
and now it is just all cake. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think I would like to go back and do some painting. I almost think it would be easier. I'd be like, this is a breeze. <laughs> I'm using oil paint. Because, you know, painting with food color is just yeah. a totally different beast. Like, you have to figure it out. There's so many. There's It just takes a lot of practice. Mm. Um, so, really, my life has been all cake. <laughs> but uh, But I do, I kind of, when I go to, like, that's where all my artistic stuff goes. When I want to go be casual, I go be casual doing something else. I love eating food and going to restaurants and things like that. Um, but as far as art, it's lately it's just been cake. It's cake. And as part of your videos, you cut into every single cake to show, you know, that effect. That means you're not selling them and you're not taking them to birthday parties and things and and you've put so much effort into making them. How do you feel when you cut into your cakes? You know what? That is my favorite part about making a cake. <laughs> I love that I just can like destroy it. Like I put all this effort in and I know that that sounds kind of like you'd think that I'd grow attached. And maybe when I first started, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's just like, I can't wait to cut this thing and then move on to the next one. <laughs> so I love it. And I love to like see how it cuts. It's one of those things that I don't really like talk about too much, but I think about it like I just made a spider cake. And I was like, you don't know how they're going to cut ever because the weight can be weird or um, like it just won't cut properly sometimes. And uh, maybe my knife's dull, you know. So uh, when I cut into the spider, I cut into it. I'm thinking it's going to be like cut, lift it. And instead, the spider is like sticking to the side <laughs> of the knife. So I'm going like shaking the spider <laughs> off. And I'm like, well. <laughs> and then, But at the same time, I'm like, there's something fun about that, about like people watching me like kind of struggle to cut it. Cause it's like, don't forget, this is all handmade. Like this yeah, is all human. Absolutely. Like it's definitely, I, I don't, other than like lightening my photos or my videos, like just to make sure the lighting is good and it's not too like warm or cool. Mm-hmm. It's all real. Like I would never go in and make adjustments um, to the cakes to like trick people or anything like that. Like it's all real. So it's like even the cutting, it gets a little weird sometimes. And I just like that about it. I watched your one, which was a a cup of ramen. And um, I love that you cut into it, put it out, presented so beautifully. And then it just very casually fell over. (laughs) Right? It's like slow motion just went. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly that. I didn't expect it. I could have left it out. Like, you know, but I'm like, that's funny to me. This whole thing. It's pretty ridiculous if you think about it. Like, like I don't take the cakes super seriously, you know? They're they're very light and they're fun and they're goofy. And so, like, when something like that happens, it's like, meh, whatever, let's keep it. What's been the most <laughs> satisfying one to cut into? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, You know, I'm not going to say my bust, even though that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting into yourself is fun. Um, I would like to say that, like, even though, even though my husband cut it <laughs> with the onion, I just felt like everything about that one, like even when he went to cut it, it just had this, like, it was so surprising. Like, because that outside uh, wafer paper shell, when it started to like peel away, it showed the layers and then it just really like threw, throws you off. It wasn't like cutting into modeling chocolate or fondant where it has that like kind of smushy effect. It really looked like, like, like onion skin just peeling away. And I just really liked that one. And that's how you would cut an onion, right? You cut it down yeah. the middle. It was just like meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> At least that one wouldn't make you cry. 
Exactly. Right. <laughs> and it, what's funny is I had onions all over the place as reference and like to use in the video. And then we, I was laughing because I was like, it'd be funny if like I like had a video of me like having makeup all down my face like I was crying from the cake. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried to prank someone with a cake? You know, not in person yet. Mm -hmm. I really need to do that. So we talk about that. So with our YouTube videos, it's like, it's cool because we get to show the process and so many people have questions because when you just see the end result, I get accused of it being fake or, you know, like I said, people messing with the video or the photos. Um, but then you get to actually see how it's done and what I use. So I love that about the YouTube videos. But at the same time, it's like there's there's that one thing that I really want to do. And what I want to do is I want to take the cakes out into the environment and just let random people like experience them. And I really do hope that we can do that in a way one day. I, I know that it would be like it would be different because I do everything in my space. Right. So even mm -hmm. down to the cake cutting, it's all within my my area. And uh, so taking it out in the world would be a different thing. I'd have to figure out how to film all that. But I really want to. I really, really <laughs> want to do that. Very fun. Um, now, how did you go from someone who enjoyed decorating cakes to a celebrity chef? How did the online content and the production value start? Yeah, you know, it's crazy because so in 2016, um, Food Network reached out and uh, asked me to do a show. It's called Texas Cake House. Mm -hmm. And it was basically showcasing like me and my husband making cakes, you know, in Austin where I'm from. And uh, so when I did that one, we did two seasons of that. And it was really, that was my introduction really. Like I had done a little bit of TV before that, but not my own show. And since it was my own show, it was like, I learned so much from that show. So many things I would change. <laughs> so many, cause I was, you know, 2016, I was still yeah. like slightly green, especially for filming and being on TV. So there's just so many things that I learned from that, that I really love some things I wish I could have changed. And so when that happened, I was like, all right, this is like, this is really interesting. Um, and then shortly after we started our YouTube channel and it was kind of like, I still have done a lot of TV things. Like I was just on, I was in the second and third season of Buddy versus Duff, which just, uh, the third season just aired last month and that's on Food Network. And then also I have another one come Christmas. It's another little seasonal thing. And so I still do TV. But like, I think that Texas Cake House was the one thing that really was like, all right, you're onto something. Your husband's involved now too. We're like diving in. So then I started the YouTube channel. And if you look at my old videos, woo, they are not good. But <laughs> to be fair, I think that's like, it is so important to have gone through that. It was so yes. great to mess up, to mess up a lot. Like sometimes I watch those videos, I'm like, you know, you can always make your sound and your lighting better, but mm, what was I doing? It was like <laughs> one light above my head and it's all orange. <laughs> but now I like with every video, I learn more about the setup, the production. Um, I listen to what people say in the comments, what cakes they want me to make. Um, they taught us a lot in regards to like how to edit too. So mm -hmm. just like I'm constantly like reading what people like are giving our giving us advice and I read it and we take it in and we really appreciate that. Even when it's like a little bit, sometimes I think like, even if it's a little bit like negative, it's like, I don't see it as negative. I see it as a critique where I'm like, as long as it's reasonable, I'm like, yeah, that's actually a good point. You don't want me to do this. You want me to do this. I'll consider that. Mm. And so like that, that transition has been really, really interesting versus being filmed in like a, like a food network setting or a, like a, a more produced setting and then us doing our little mini version on YouTube. 
it's been really cool. Yeah. I don't even know when the moment happened, but I feel like only recently our videos are finally at a point where I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, I appreciate cool. though. I really appreciate YouTubers who do leave their old videos that can be a bit cringy up because it then shows other people that want to get into YouTube and stuff. Like it wasn't perfect from the beginning. You know, you've got to go through that cringy stuff exactly. to get there. Exactly. Exactly. It's like um you have to I think that was that was one of the biggest things for me. Um when I started out, I had more insecurities and I was like I don't know how I feel like I, I would be asked to do a TV show and I'm sitting there going, actually let's go way back. Like right out of college, it was like interviewing. And I would I was horrified of interviewing. I couldn't do an interview for the life of me that was even remotely representative of who I was. I would freak out and black out and do this weird interview. And so when I recognized that, I was having this like insecurity about even something as, you know, as necessary as an interview um, for just any job. I was so I I realized that and I was like, all right, I gotta do it again. I got to do it again. Mm -hmm. I got to do it again. And eventually it got more comfortable. And uh, then interviews weren't a big deal anymore. And the same thing goes for television. When I was asked to be on TV, you're in this environment. It's weird. There's lighting. There's makeup. There's big cameras. Everything's fancy. There's these important people apparently talking about things I don't know. It's just a lot. And you're just sitting there like, okie doke. And I could have just said, forget it. Cause at the time I was terrified uh, and I was like, I don't know. I can't, I don't know about this. And then, um, actually my husband has a lot to do with like kind of pushing me. He's like, you, you know, you got to try, you have to at least try. And if it doesn't work out, what's the worst thing that happens? You just kind of whatever, who cares? I was like, well, when you say who cares, all right. So I would go on these shows and the more that I did it, the more comfortable I got. And now when I'm on a show, it's like, no big deal. Like it doesn't feel uncomfortable. Even do it like doing this, like this feels very comfortable. You know, of course you're very easy to talk to, but <laughs> it's just more comfortable than when I first started. If you asked me to do it, I'd be like, <laughs> like real shy and quiet. So I just think like diving in and feeling really, really uncomfortable. I, I like get excited for that now. Like when I'm like, okay, I'm about to do something I am nervous about. It means that I'm going to like get better and grow and I'm, I'm going into new territory. And that's how you can get better and better. So. That's a really awesome way to look at it. Yeah. I'm always like, it's funny because it's like, I remember being so scared. And I'm like, what are you scared of? The manager <laughs> at Taco Bell? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what are you freaking out about? And the only way that I got over it was by forcing myself into situations. And, and it gets easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did want to talk about one of your television appearances, you were on season three of Nailed It. Um, yes. Netflix nailed it with Nicole Byer, who I love. Um, so what was what was that like? I also, it was a like spooky episode and I appreciated your um, Beetlejuice inspired outfit. Um. Thank you, thank you. So you know, I love that shirt. <laughs> I had the, and then some were saying referee, but whatever, I'm taking Beetlejuice. Oh, a lot I, of people I immediately went that. spooky episode. She's dressing like Beetlejuice. Great. I just watched Beetlejuice last week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was a lot of fun. So something that I really liked about that show was it was, I've done judging on other shows. But they were so much more serious. Like it was a very serious environment where with Nailed It, it's kind of the idea that we're like, we're appreciating the failures or, or you know, it's people who have no idea. 
we're not we're not expecting the best cakes ever. It's the idea that you're trying it out and let's see what happens. Yeah. And so like just that environment, like going into, they were like, this is all about goofing off. If you if you swear, you swear, that's okay. If you go off talking about something unrelated, it's fine. Like just be like, it's just about hanging out really and having fun. And so when you do that in your in your judging, it's just a really fun environment. And of mm. course I'm with like, you know, Nicole's hilarious and um, Jack was awesome. And it's just, the whole thing was really, really great. It was a really, really fun experience for sure. It's it was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I'm happy I got to do that. <laughs> and speaking of your know, people trying to recreate um, your cakes, do you get a lot of fans send you pictures of them trying to attempt some of your cakes and, and how did they do? Okay, so people <laughs> make my cakes all the time. I, I get pictures all the time. I love them so much. <laughs> and the reason is because everybody is at these like different stages. Some are more advanced where I'm like, dang, that looks just like mine, like bravo. And then some are just starting out and they'll go, hey, listen, I just started, this is my first time, but, and they're like, and they're like, look at what I did and I'm like, Yes. Like it's, we're all at different stages. And if you're trying to get into something, it's like, I, I get sad when people get too intimidated. Mm. Like, I feel like you gotta try, you gotta go for it. Do you know how many times I've failed? Like it, I have made cakes that have fallen over and like melted and I didn't use, you know, the proper material or I didn't know how to use something. And yeah, you fail and that's okay. Like just move on. You learn from it. It's just a cake. It's short lived. Yeah. It's fine. I think so. Like, and it I love when people good. try. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is that is true. No matter what, it's gonna taste good. But yeah. So when people send me photos, I'm always like, "Bravo!" Like they always they always look good. Some look better than others, of course. But at the end of the day, I'm like, that is the thing you tried to make, and it looks great. And I'm sure you know your daughter loved it, and that's sweet too. It's like the cakes have so much meaning behind them. Sometimes you know, like I made this with my daughter. Like I've had like um. You know, like a, a, a dad would reach out and say, me and my daughters made this mac and cheesecake based on your tutorials. And then they show me and they're holding it up. And it's like, oh, my heart. <laughs> I, I love this daddy daughter moment that you all had. And uh, like there was one that just reached out and said that her her four year old um, watches me every morning during breakfast. And I'm just Aww. like, even imagine that, like watching my YouTube channel, just like a lot of kid, kids are watching my cakes and I'm like, or my cake videos on YouTube. And it's like, I'm so glad that I do that because it's so sweet. And so many of them are like inspired to get into baking and things like that. Mm. So it's just like this, this extra level of like, it, I just like, I, it makes me happier and happier to keep making the videos and keep doing what I'm doing. That's really cool. Uh, now we are getting towards the end of the episode now, but I always like to ask a random question towards the end of the interview. So it's completely different to anything we've talked about. And it's a different question every episode. So my random question for you is what TV show or movie can you watch over and over again? Ooh, you know what? I'm, I feel like I'm not alone on this, but <laughs> I, way back when, I really loved The Office. And I have yeah. seen those episodes over and over and over <laughs> again. I actually haven't watched it in a while, but I definitely watched the, I, I could watch it over. I can actually probably recite a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, mine, mine's probably Parks and Rec, which is also a Mike Shaw show. Uh, yes. 
Yep. That's yeah. the other one because they came out like kind of back to back. That wasn't part yeah. of the record, kind of right after. Just yeah. After this. yeah. That one's awesome too. I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I'm close yeah. to reciting the lines <laughs> to that one too. <laughs> I am. Um, with my sister, like, I'll often, you know, we have very similar tastes in TV shows and stuff. And I'll be like, oh, you should watch this. And sometimes it's that thing of, you know, I suggested it. So she's like, I'm not going to watch it because it's that sister. <laughs> Even though we love the same TV shows, it's ridiculous. Um, but I had been suggesting Parks and Rec to her like over and over again. And she finally watched it maybe a, a year and a half ago or something like that. And I think she's watched the entire thing three times since then. And it's her favorite show. <laughs> so now really? anytime I recommend something to her and she doesn't want to watch it, I'm like, but remember Parks and Rec. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, remember that right <laughs> uh, trust me <laughs> yeah, it was so much that um like a month or so ago I sent my sister a video of my cat doing something adorable and I had Parks and Rec on in the background and she knew what episode it was from just the sound <laughs> <laughs> wow that is good yeah. <laughs> from just the, just audio only yeah. wow yeah. I don't know if I could do that now I'm going to go test myself. I'm going to be like, <laughs> all right, put on a random office audio for me. See if I can get it. <laughs> I also, um, I often say that my brain is like IMDB. Like if I'm watching something and I see an actor, I'm like, I know that person from this thing. And uh, a couple of years ago, I rewatched Grey's Anatomy. And I started a game with my sister, which she did not enjoy, um, which was every time every time I saw an actor that I recognized from a show that I knew she watched as well, I would send a screenshot, be like, where is this person from? She's like, I don't know. And I don't care. I'm like, they were in one episode of Scrubs. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great because I'm like your sister. I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. However, my husband... He remembers everything. Like, mm-hmm. we'll just be sitting in a restaurant and he'll just sit there and some song will be on One Hit Wonder from like 1982 and he knows who it was and all this. And I'm like, ha, uh, trivia. Do you do trivia? I feel like you should be going to I, trivia I, nights. I, I, I am okay at trivia. It really depends on the topic. My dad is a whiz at trivia. Um, really? He's very good to have on a trivia table. He, um, uh, do you guys have Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have the hot seat version? Like, Ooh, I don't know. Like, I'm not so sure. Have, they changed it to like a hot seat version where rather than there's one contestant, there's like five contestants. And so it's sort of like you might not win the money and it goes down if other people get questions wrong and stuff. Um, And he won a bunch of money on that, which was really cool. Really? <laughs> yeah. Get out. It wasn't a million dollars. But he was um, on the show? But he was on the show. And uh, so yeah, cool. it was pretty cool. He was, um, he's a very good trivia partner. <laughs> yeah, we got to team up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And my final question for you, which is why I ask everyone who comes on the show, the show is called Loud and Seemingly Confident because that's how I once described myself. Do you consider yourself a confident person? I wasn't. And now I would say I am. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I like am, we touched on this a little before. Like, you know, you enjoy mm-hmm. doing stuff that you might yeah, not I think that for. I think that the way I would describe it is like I kind of earned my confidence. Mm-hmm. So in the way that I'm confident now, I feel like I earned it by working hard and then feeling that comfort in knowing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so it depending on what we're talking about, <laughs> I would say I am confident. <laughs> Not in trivia, though. Not in trivia. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you.
thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been an absolute delight. Uh, thank you, everybody else, for listening. Please like, subscribe, share, review, all of those wonderful things. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Chelsea J. Heaney, or you can follow the podcast at Loud and Seemingly Confident, both on Instagram and Facebook. Natalie, where can people find more of your stuff? Um, all my social media handles are at Side Surf Cakes, and my YouTube is Side Surf Cake Studio. So youtube.com slash Side Surf Cake Studio. Perfect. And I highly recommend just getting lost in your Instagram feed. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And thank you so much for having me. This has been an absolute blast. Uh, thank you very much, everyone else. We'll see you next time.